0: Hello guys, we are back with another list discussion, and today before we get in, let's just get right to our sponsors. We have the Curl Up and Die Hair Salon, and our eternal sponsor, Totino's Pizza Rolls. That being said, I often get asked the question, what is the single most annoying list that I could possibly play against? What is one that, you know, you just go up against and you're like, oh, this is just going to be a frustrating game. Not necessarily that's unfun to play against. But it's one that you're just going to have to adapt a certain set of tactics to go against. And even then, it's just going to be a grind to get through. I know a lot of people would probably say something like, I don't know, Roos Bolton and four units of Flayed Man. And that can be a very annoying list, but it's got some glaring weaknesses about how to go about approaching it, if you know what you're doing. If you don't know what you're doing, that list is probably a nightmare. This one is in similar veins here. Um, This one here is actually going to be a combination Lannister and neutral list, led by Roose Bolton himself. And the reason we've gone the Lannister side of this is because of their tactics deck, we want the control aspects that that deck is going to bring, which is going to synergize much better of what we're doing here than the standard neutral deck. This list is not super complicated in its unit selection, but all of the fun and charm of this list comes from its unit interactions, its abilities, and how the tactics deck synergizes with what it is trying to accomplish. And it's actually a lot of fun to play, and it is super frustrating to play against. Um, Specifically, you have to know how this list works in order to play it effectively, But your opponent also has to know how it works in order to counter it effectively because if they just try running at it and trying to kill it then it's going to be an absolute nightmare for them but we'll get more into that into the specifics of why this list works so let's go down what this list actually is and its major um parts we have three ncus rounding out this list Roose bolton lord of the dreadfort as our army commander we have him uh him in here for a little bit of a control aspect and also taking three ncus here because our combat units are going to stick around forever. Uh, the other option you could run is actually Jamie Lannister, uh, the Kingslayer. His defensive cards will up the survivability list immensely, but I'm specifically taking Roos because I wanted to take the panic approach to dealing damage with this list. If you want to go full defensive bunker, switch him out for Jamie throw him in a combat unit and you're gonna to have to mess the list around a little bit past that but he's the other option that you can stick in here. Then we have Cersei Lannister because 90% of our damage in this list is going to be coming from panic checks and she is going to help us actually get that onto the table because otherwise this list actually does not have a large amount of offensive potential outside of its tactics cards and the fact that it is just you know almost impossible to kill if you play it correctly. Finally we have Picel grand maester in here because we're throwing out weakened. this list is already hard to take down we want to make it even harder for the opponent and pycelle is going to be throwing out weakened just non-stop so that's what we want to get accomplished here so the actual combat units in this list we're only running five which is actually about average a little bit low for what i want to see here but we're making up for that on the non-combat unit front we have in this list first up a unit of lannister guardsmen with to nobody's surprise a guard captain We have a second unit of Lannister Guardsmen, with no one's surprise, another Guard Captain. And then we have a vanilla unit of Guardsmen in this list as well. They're in there specifically because we didn't have the extra point to stick in a Guard Captain. So technically they're our weak unit here because they have an opening, and the fact that they've got that 7 plus morale, and they don't have a Guard Captain to keep them in line. You know what, that's fine. You're, a lot of people are over-reliant on the Guard Captain anyway, because there is some strong counterplay to getting past that. And here, yes, this is a unit that is technically the weak link in your army, but even your weak link has got a 3-plus save, and frankly, for what it does here, it's fine. So, you know, oh my god, you're not running a Guard Captain. I don't want to hear it. The next up, we have two, uh, one unit of House Bolton uh, blackguards, which have Ramsey, Snow... Sadist and with him coming in there for free, Theon Greyjoy. And then we have a second unit of House Bolton Blackguards with a Dreadfort Captain. Uh, the entire army is running a three plus defense save, so that is already going to be a problem for your opponent. The entire list also has means of causing continuous panic checks. Uh, the guardsmen with their Lancer Supremacy. And the uh, Bolton cut. Uh, sorry, the Dreadfort Blackguard with their horrific visage abilities. So everything your opponent does in this list is probably going to cause a panic check in some capacity, and that is why Cersei is just a crucial component of this list because she's going to up the damage. Now I will say that I have mixed feelings about Cersei and a lot of her other lists because she is a unit that you have to activate her early in the round to get the best benefits out of. She only targets one unit, uh, unit and it is telegraphed to your opponent what unit, you know, they need to basically watch out for. Because okay, Lancer Supremacy, as nice an ability as this is, is completely reliant on your opponent <coughs> doing something to actually cause it to trigger. If they just don't attack you or they don't target that unit well, then it's a wasted ability technically it's the same thing of horrific visage on the Bolton blackguard um the whole point of this list is that anything your opponent does to you you're going to punish them in some way for doing it's a very kind of reactive list where every single thing your opponent is doing is just a bad choice for them everything they do is going to cause some degree of self-harm and it is just a demoralizing and frustrating thing for any player to deal with where in order to get something accomplished they're gonna have to hurt themselves to do it and frankly that's the type of list i love playing and forcing someone to go through you might say it's a little bit of a sadistic streak which is why we have you know Ramsey snow sitting in here but you know what it's just a fun little time you know hey come at me bro every single thing you do to me is gonna hurt you back in some way and frankly that's a beautiful thing Alright, so as I said earlier, the main reason why we are running Lannisters in here instead of just straight neutrals is for one, I wanted some Guardsmen in here because of that Lannister supremacy ability, but two, the Lannister tactics deck synergizes so much better with the strategy that we're trying to accomplish with this army than the neutral one does. The neutral one has that jack-of-all-trades, you know, okay, I'm going to have a solution for most problems I come to, and I'm going to want to control the wealth zone and the tactics zone. No, Lannisters are all about, I'm going to cause you panic checks, you're going to have nasty things happen because of those panic checks, and I want to control the crown and the wealth zone, which is what this list is just going to synergize so much around. I actually want to go through all the Lancer Tactics cards and talk about exactly how well they synergize with the aspects of this list, and then we'll get to Roos's at the very end here. So the first one up we have is Hear Me Roar. When an enemy makes a panic test, they're going to suffer minus one of that test, uh just innately and then minus one for each of their destroyed ranks if you control the crown they're also going become panicked but frankly we've got Roose handing out panic left and right but that's just some extra bonuses right there so you have lannister supremacy which is going to cause a panic test you have horrific massage Which is going to be whenever they attack you, they're going to need to make a panic test. So, this is just your ace in the whole card here, to the point where I almost wanted to run Tyrion as an NCU in order to just cycle my deck more. But it really, for the points, it came down to him or Picel or Cersei and having to switch someone out. And I just, you know, I end up going with uh, Cersei here. Although I could very easily see myself taking out Cersei and instead putting in Tyrion, or taking out Picel and one of the attachments, and instead um, using Tyrion, because I really want access to those extra tactics cards, because that's where the majority of your damage is going to be coming from. The next one we have here is Fealty to the Crown, which is when they fail a panic test for each model removed, you're going to heal up. This list has a ton of sustain in it as well, and this is going to just help you out with that, because, again, most of our damage is coming from panic tests, so instead we're going to start healing ourselves up based on that as well. Wealth of the Rock. Unit gains plus one to defense saves for this attack. Okay, as I said before, every single thing in our army has a three plus defense. This is going to effectively turn into a two plus defense for that attack everyone you know against flade that's the primary reason people have frustrations with them is because you have a two plus defense this is going to twice per game give you that benefit this is also going to help cancel out things such as units with sundering or if you get hit on the flanks things like that so you can play this aggressively but you can also save it for those clutch scenarios where you know that they're going to get attacked because frankly one of the smartest things your opponent could do against this army is they really need to focus on hitting in the flanks doubling up against it if they try to fight it one-on-one you're just going to outlast them and that's really the best case scenario for you and in which case you know wealth of the rock is going to help you all that much more intrigue and subterfuge um this is the one that's going to shut down enemy ncu effects and abilities this is going to give you a little bit of aspect of control it's not really a key part of the deck it's just nice to have because you don't really fear a lot of combat options a lot of the things that's going to kind of mess with you are going to be some key ncus even though then there's not really a huge amount in the uh in the game that you really care about to be honest you have a large amount of tactics board control with this list but on the same side you really don't care too much about your opponents NCU options because there's not a lot that they're going to bring that's really going to hurt you um paid mutiny okay this is going to shut down enemy abilities or sorry enemy abilities so um well, sorry, attachment abilities. This is one of those situational cards where it's gonna be either super useful when it's useful or not really useful when it's not. So this one's just kind of like, okay, it's fine. We have it, it's not great. It's not, well, it's not great until it is and then it's like the best card in your deck. So that's my opinions on that. A Lannister pays his debts. Uh, we're really not planning on having any of our units get destroyed with this list because everything is just gonna be so hard to take down. But if and when it happens, It's going to be nice because we're going to be able to throw out that panic token and that vulnerable token and, you know, we'll be able to uh, return a discarded tactics card and that's actually my favorite part of this card. The panic token, we're throwing out so many of those already and the vulnerable token, we're not really doing a lot on the offense. So that's not really helping us either. But it's really returning the discarded tactics card that allows us to get back some of our nastier stuff. Of course, as I said previously, I really mean not planning on having any of my combat units get destroyed anyway, so this card here is, to me, kind of planning for failure. Uh, finally, on the Lannister side of things, we have Counterplot, which is you know our generic counterspell for the game. Everyone knows how good this card is. Everyone pretty much knows what it does by this point, so I'm not going to get into it. This gives you that element of control. And now we're looking at... Roos's three specific tactics cards that he is bringing to the table first up is going to be calculated cruelty when a panicked enemy activates you're going to expend the panic token from them and then that unit and any of their attachments lose all abilities this round if they're within short range of a house bolton unit they also suffer d3 wounds something you'll notice in this list is that three of our units are going to be um well sorry two of our units are going to be house bolton because we are running only the two units of the uh house bolton uh blackguards so that's fine, because all of these kind of uh, secondary effects that you'll see of House Bolton, Roos only has one of them on this card here, and yet yeah, it's D3 Wounds, it's nice, but it's not going to be a game-changer a lot of the times. Plus, because it is a kind of an aura around here, you can position it, so they're probably going to be in short range anyway, but frankly, with Roos, I wouldn't worry about it too much. Um, as far as, like, his secondary effects that require House Bolton, Ramsey has much more synergy with the Th- those aspects of his cards. rooses are going to be kind of just little extra bonuses, but nothing that I would say make or break the card. So take that for what you will. Moving on, a Flayed Man has no secrets. Start of any turn, expend a con- uh, Panic Token from an enemy unit. Look at one opponent's hand of tactics cards and discard one card from it. This is synergizing well with the general themes of Lannister Control. This is going to help you get rid of those clutch tactics cards such as uh, Direwolf's Fever, Uh, or anything that's going to help, you know, mitigate your morale tests and your panic checks that you're causing. It's just, in general, a good card. It goes with the control aspect of the Lannisters, but again, this one is not going so heavy into the control, even though that is Roose's sort of thing. We're really taking this for just the heavy, heavy panic control that we have. Finally, we have Fear Keeps a Man Alive. When an engaged, panicked enemy activates, you expend a panic token from them, and then you miss make a morale test. On a failure, the only action they can take that turn is retreat. And if they're engaged with a House Bolton unit, then you can restore up to D3 wounds. Okay, restoring the wounds, don't really care too much about. Yes, it can help. Causing the enemy to only be able to make a retreat action is such just a nasty thing to do to them. Now, I know in pretty much every unit in this list, you want the enemy attacking you your Lancer guardsman can trigger Lancer supremacy your dreadfort blackguard can trigger that horrific visage ability so all of your damage is going to be coming from reactions to your opponent attacking you but being able to make a key unit just not be able to attack you for that turn is fantastic especially if it's a big scary unit like umber berserkers really do hurt this list because they just kind of shut off a lot of what make you deal damage so this is going to help out in this case um The only situation there is that Umber Berserkers are going to pass that test most of the time, unless you have something like Cersei influencing them, and even then it's still in their favor. So that's something to look out for. And having spoken about all the tactics cards here, let's talk about some of the weaknesses of this list. Um, Any unit that's going to be something like a House Umber Berserker with Sundering and a good morale save is going to absolutely just hurt this list because you don't really have a good counter for it unless you really go hot into the uh, control aspects. You're just going to kind of have to outlast them and outheal them, and that's really going to be a problem. The good news is that you don't have any singularly super expensive units in this list, so therefore you can help mitigate that. But that is one thing to look out for, is anything that's got you know good morale save and Sundering, which thankfully is really going to be if you're facing its House Umber, in which case Picel is going to be causing... Uh, working double duty here because you're going to be throwing out weekend here because that's the way you're going to keep your units alive. So offensive wise, where's your damage coming from in this list? Well, as I've said several times throughout this, your damage is all going to be reactionary, which means that technically it is going to be in control of your opponents when and where they take that damage. If they choose to attack you, there's going to be something, a negative effect. So theoretically, they could just not attack you. The objective game is going to be really, really strong with this list, okay? So I would strongly recommend any of the game modes that play to objectives. That's where this list is going to shine. You're going to suffer again uh, a little bit because of your speed. So you're going to have to do some heavy work of the tactic zone to get into the early game. But once you claim objectives or get on them, then this thing will work out for you. The problem with this list is if you have to bunker down and really push the offense, that's where this list is going to struggle. So this is not a good list to take in a game mode like Clash of Kings, even though that is objective-based. Um, well, actually, I'm going to take that back. This would probably fare okay in Clash of Kings because if you get to objectives and park on top of them, you're going to be super hard to dislodge. And even then, if they're coming into your flanks, if they're coming you know, from the sides and everything, you actually are going to function better than a lot of other options. Probably not the most optimal list for that mode, though. So... That's where my hesitation would come from there feast for crows this is going to be a really good list for that one because they're going to force to engage you and yes while your units don't have the best morale i mean you're sitting there at a seven plus of your lancer guardsmen and a six plus of your Bolton blackguards um the enemy is going to be probably around corpse piles and be making a bunch of panic tests which is or morale test at the start of the round and then suffering minuses to their panic test because of the same corpse piles so theoretically that should be fine for you and because your list here is such just a tanky list and again you don't plan on losing anything because of your defensive stats you can probably outlast most effects here and again your opponents can be punished for doing anything you know to you in the slightest uh if you're looking into game of thrones that one this list will do fine on because it's a matter of taking and controlling objectives uh, against a Stark player who is going to have the mobility on you, it can be a little frustrating, but against a Night Watch or a um, Free Folk, that you'll probably be able to either dislodge them from an objective, or it'll be an even race to get up there. So, you know, that one, another fine one there. Wins the winner is all about the secret objectives that you're going to take, so that one's a little more fluid than all the others. So you're just going to need to, you know, really play that one by ear. Dance of Dragons, that one, when you claim objective, you should probably own it for the rest of the game. And even if your opponent does claim it, you're going to be causing so many panic checks on them that you can just switch that token back to your guys. And then it's a matter of just holding it, and taking control of it. Whereas your morale on your units is not really that great, because again, the guardsmen, yeah, they can auto pass a test once per round, but even then they're sitting outside of a seven. The Bolton blackguards are sitting at six plus, which is slightly above average. So I have a little bit more confidence with them. So that's a fine addition there. So those are my thoughts on the general game modes. Uh, as far as your two lists are going to go, I would take a super offensive list with the other one, maybe something like House Clegane or something with some Knights of Castle Rock and use this one as my bunker list for objective-based ones. Or when I think I'm going to face against an army like Knight's Watch that's going to try to outlast me, this is going to be a, a really nasty fight against them because even if they're bringing, like say, Sworn Brothers spam, you're going to be causing a lot of morale tests against them here and you're going to be stand toe to toe as far as just all the healing effects go as well so some options to change out this list there's really i wouldn't tamper with this list too terribly much the only things that i would consider moving around is you have your one unit of blackguard that has the um dreadfort captain in there and that's to help throw out some more panic tokens you might not need that because you are running Roos in this list and he's gonna be throwing out panic tokens left and right. So something you could additionally just modify in there is instead of running uh the Dreadfor Captain, you could throw in uh, Bolton Flare. And so he's got his uh Prey on Fear ability, the same thing as the uh the ruse attachment where anytime an engaged enemy fails a panic test you're gonna be able to restore up to two wounds so that's gonna be a fantastic option to throw in there because again with the blackguard because of their horrific massage ability every time you're attacked the gonna have to make a panic test so they fail that panic test boom you're gonna heal up that also works with any of your guardsmen unit if they're running you know instead of a guard captain you could throw him in there and give them a little bit of extra healing as well so another option is you could actually remove Ramsey entirely from this list which would technically save you up three points. What are you going to do with those three points? Okay, well, you could replace him with a Flayer or a Dreadfort Captain, the unit that he's in. The Guardsman unit that didn't have an attachment, they're going to get a one-point attachment in the form of a Guard Captain. And then you have this one random point that's just kind of floating around. With that, you could theoretically upgrade one of your one-point attachments to a two-pointer, maybe stick in Braum or Brienne or, you know, I guess you could upgrade Pycel in that case. You could upgrade him to Tyrion, and then your three NCU's could be Cersei, Roost, and Tyrion instead of Pycel. If you want to take a more of a approach where you draw more tactics cards versus making everything weakened. Frankly, I really like Pycel in this list though, because throwing out the weekend is just going to help your guys stay alive. Although, as I said earlier, there's some big met- uh, merits to taking Tyrion as well. So that would be my general thoughts with this list. It's super annoying to play against because, again, you're punishing your opponent for literally doing anything for you. Playing this list, um, you can sit there and probably be effective if your opponent makes a bunch of bad plays. If they just sit there and you know keep attacking you over and over again and just trying the same strategies without modifying what they're doing, then you'll probably see some success. But if you actually understand the intricacies of this list, how to use the Lannister Tactics deck properly and how to just manipulate the battlefield... In combination of your NCUs, this can be a truly devastating list. So as far as complexity and play, I would say this list can... It's a beginner-friendly list because, again, the whole thing is a 3-plus defense save. Your morale stuff you don't really have to worry about. The problem is that it will probably see a lot of draws uh, in more of the competitive... Uh, uh, scenarios where you're playing to objectives because it's not going to have a lot of killing power outright. It's got a lot of sustainability, but if you don't know how to actually kill guys with the list, and that's the proper uses of tactics cards and combination of NCUs and striking at the right time, then yeah, your guys aren't going to die, but you're really not going to cause that much damage to your opponent because frankly, not a single unit in your army has any weapon abilities. Guardsmen have nothing. The uh, blackguard have nothing on the offense. They're absolutely terrible at it. Both of your units are terrible at attacking, so you're really reliant on your abilities to deal all your damage for you. A savvy opponent, if they know how to work around those, will take this list apart in the hands of versus a new player. If you know what you're doing with this list and you know all your dirty tricks and can use them properly, Even against an opponent that has the tools to take this apart, you're going to have ways to mitigate that and counter that as well. And that is going to make this list just one of the most frustrating things to deal with. So as far as the difficulty scale, this is very newbie-friendly and incredibly dangerous once you actually learn how to operate this list. So this is going to fill a wide spectrum of player skill and uh, tactics. And that's really all I have to say about it. It's super fun, it's super annoying, and it can just be an absolute pain in the ass on both sides. And that's a beautiful thing, right? Okay, guys, uh, that's going to wrap it up for this episode. We are going to give one more shout out to our sponsors, the Curl Up and Die Hair Salon and our eternal sponsor, Totino's Pizza Rolls. And with that, I will see you guys next time and we will talk about something completely different. Take care.